Oh my god, we're here in your closet. Oh my god. You always want to drink champagne in your closet. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> wow. I literally leaned in to get the opening on the mic and she almost broke my jaw. Oh, I thought she almost <laughs> knocked I your ear by the face. 100% control of that cork. You had control? Times. Well, that was more than an angel's kiss. Mm -hmm. Oh, do the, do the pouring. Let's see if we can hear that. Oh, yeah. So my younger sister, Amanda, had an idea to record a Sipping With My Sisters episode. And so when we were recently home for Christmas in New Jersey, the three of us were able to sneak away and put some mics on and open a beautiful bottle of a California sparkling wine and talk a little bit about childhood and how we got into wine and our wine preferences and our similarities and our differences. And it's just a wonderful conversation that I'm really excited for you to listen in on. We had to sneak away into my older sister Dana's closet <laughs> because we were in search of great acoustics for the recording, but also because she is a pretty awesome closet. And uh, you'll hear a little bit about her bucket list item that we get to check off. Uh, we also share the infamous piano recital story that has been with us <laughs> since we were children, and I think you'll find it's very telling of our personalities and how as three sisters that are six years apart total, um, there's lots of similarities and common thread, but there's also lots of differences. But wine is definitely one of our common loves. So I hope you enjoy Sipping with My Sisters. Oh my god, we're here in your closet. Oh my god. You always want to drink champagne in your closet. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> wow. I literally leaned in to get the opening on the mic and she almost broke my jaw. Oh, I thought she almost <laughs> knocked your ear by the face. 100% control of that cork. You had control? Times. Well, that was more than an angel's kiss. Mm -hmm. Oh, do the do the pouring. Let's see if we can hear that. Okay. Oh yeah. That's a magical sound. It sounds really good. Do hers. Do hers. Do Amanda's. Do mine. Do mine. It's a good thing we have two glasses. There we have it. Wait, there's Sipping one more. With you can, my wait, sister. you can do one there's more. My turn. My turn. Wait, can you hear just the bubbles popping? Nice. Such a nerd. <laughs> nice. We are Whoa. sipping in the closet. Oh. And now we have okay. some beautiful Schramsberg Brut Rosé. She's so pretty. She is and, pretty. And she's she's very pink. pretty glasses. And Dana's like, this is like your wedding crystal china bridal, bridal shower. Yes. Wow. These are like 23 These are antiques. Uh, These, yes. It will be 24 this May. It's because you're old. Because you're the oldest. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Amanda, youngest sister, thank you for mm. suggesting that we do a Sipping with My Sisters episode. I just like the way it sounds when you say Sipping with Your Sisters. 
And Dana, oldest sister of mine, thank you for providing a space for us to do this. We're in the closet. We are literally... And I always wanted to drink champagne in my closet. Well, we are literally in your closet because we thought the acoustics would be the best in the house here because there are a lot of clothes. There are also a lot of baseball hats and a lot of shoes. A lot of shoes. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say a lot of... Shit. There's a lot there of is stuff. also that. There is definitely <laughs> also a that. Of, <laughs> a lot of shoes. But this Hat. is one of the rare times of year that we are all together in the same place mm-hmm. here in mm. New Jersey, home for Christmas. Okay, Amanda, are you ready for Christmas? Yeah. What was are that convincing? <laughs> what are you most excited yeah. about for the next three days of festivities? Nikki's favorite question. It was, I know. What was your favorite? I know. So. But I also like to ask before, like, what are you excited about? And then I like to revisit after it happens and say, what was your favorite? I hope I get to stand next to the songbird in church. Oh. Would you Whoever like- could the songbird be? Who are you referring to, Amanda? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so do you remember this story? Christmas Eve. This was in a long time ago. Childhood Church, St. Benedict's. Christmas Eve. Oh, it was that long ago. And I was standing next to a at least 80-year-old man, very sweet man. I think he was by himself. And we were singing the hymns in church next to me. It, it, he was next to me. And then he turned and looked at me and he said, you're like a songbird. <laughs> Why are you guys looking at each other and making a face? He I am. He definitely had a hearing aid or two. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh-huh. I'm a damn songbird, ladies. And I, I just think it's fabulous that the boss of talking has her own podcast. <laughs> you can do that these days. Are we surprised about this? No. 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 Not at all. Boss of talking. Yeah. Well, thanks for being good sports. Sure. We're just chatting in your closet in with Schramsberg Brut Rosé mm-hmm. yeah. and Wedding Crystal. And no. this is just a normal Saturday night in December that's, that's right, just here in how we Rumson, do it here. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to kick us off, hold on, let's sip. Do we have to all sip at the same time? Yeah. Okay. And we'll talk about this wine in a minute. Did we start drinking too early? Normally in your episodes, you like wait a little bit. We yeah, just there's dove no right in. I actually thought we probably should have started drinking before, like pre-gaming more, before more we hit record. There and we didn't. Well, there would have been a lot of editing for Kate. More well, entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine, we're trying to keep this easy for you, but maybe we're going to get a little more rambunctious as the bubbles go down. Yeah, we might. We might. Okay. I have a little envelope of questions here. These are listener questions. Listener questions. Do you guys want to sing it? Oh. Like the jingle? Do you know it? No. What? Have you listened to my podcast? Yes. Hold on. Have you heard the jingle? <laughs> With me you harmonizing? You can't picture her you going, listen do you understand the amount of tabs open on my brain this time of year? <laughs> is it as many as are on, on my computer and I don't know where the music is coming from? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening right Listen now. Listener questions. Oh, my God. Let's try to do it. No. No. We literally. No. Look, I am not a songbird. I am not a songbird. Look how quickly they shut me down. I didn't even get to but ask it's my it. favorite part because I always picture you with your finger like in your ear like Mariah Carey or Diva like singing. Okay. I, even though you got, I just got an idea. Even though okay. you guys do not proclaim yourselves as songbirds, 
we all have musical backgrounds. We all uh, played an instrument. We all played the piano. We all sang in the choir. Yes, no. Mm-mm. What? You didn't sing in the choir? No. No. But you were the damn drum major of the marching band. <laughs> so, check. Amanda, okay. were you yes, in the choir? I was in, I was in the choir. Okay. You played the piano for a hot minute. Mrs. Greenspan would warm us up for that. Shout out, Greenspan. (laughs) So you guys can handle this. I'm going to give you a note, and we're going to do a little harmony, and we're going to sing listener questions, but in real live harmony, not edited. She's making me sweat. No, don't sweat. It's almost as if she asked me to play the piano. Who's who's got the highest singing voice? (laughs) You. I'm not a soprano. Terrible idea. Okay, ready? No. Hold on. <laughs> that was amazing. Wait. <laughs> You're here. You go get your and I need you, you here. Go get your recorder. You're here. And I need you here. Listen to your question. I need you here right there. Dana, make me here. Make me here, Dana. Listen to your question. <laughs> What? Uh, they don't no, that's me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I wish you could see her face. Here. Amanda, wake her up. What that's a little high. Ready? No. Three. One, two, three. Listen to questions. Dana, go get your pickle. Maybe we should use Go the get recorded your, Yeah, I think You guys tried. First of all, no one even gave me shit that I have a pitch pipe app on my phone. <laughs> I thought that was the first thing you were going to call me out. I was too busy stressing about being singing for other people. She's just having flashbacks oh about um, piano recitals. Can you share with our listeners, and this will be a really good introduction into some differences in our personalities, the piano recital oh. story. Yes. Let's start there. Do you actually remember it? Or is it a memory because someone's no, told I remember. you? Oh, oh, geez. Which is why, don't ask me to play the piano. I'm going to pour more bubbles while you tell the story. So, okay. Dana, oldest sister. This is probably, I think I was five or six. I don't know if Amanda was even here. I don't remember. You weren't how even. Old. I was, you... It was very, very young. Mm-hmm. So, we were taking piano lessons at, in Bonnie. Munson's house. May she rest in peace. Cheers. Yes. To Bonnie, our piano teacher. Well, she was the first piano teacher. She was. Yeah. And so the recital was in her living room. And everybody, all the kids, sat in order of who was going to play. And the mm. parents were all just sitting like on the couches and all around her living room. I can picture that living room. See? So we're in order. And every student is getting up and playing, and everyone's clapping, and then they sit back down. And I'm getting, getting butterflies. I wasn't even there. I wasn't even a speck in the world. getting closer to me, and I was like sitting there. I was like, hell no. I'm not doing that. What were you so supposed I, to play? I don't even know. Definitely chopsticks. Probably not chopsticks. Mississippi Definitely three blind mice. Mississippi hot dog. Three blind mice, a.k.a. So, hot chopsticks. I do remember, like, head down, like, probably stepping on kids like just like to get back to where mom was sitting on the couch and like sat down and was like I'm not making eye contact with anyone so like she gets to my spot and she's like okay like very nicely just skipped over kept going and then got to the end and was like if there's anyone who would like to play 
meaning the child who did not. Oh, she was trying to re-engage yes, you. Like, just giving me one more chance. And I was like, I don't know who she's talking Look to. Look at not me. <laughs> I don't see anybody around here. Nope, but nope, we're good. raises her hand and said, I will. Four-year-old Nikki Lambrini, who never took shit a piano bag. lesson before. Did you say shit bag? I yes. probably taught you the song. And, you and, know, I, and that bitch got up and I was not part of the recital. <laughs> no. I was not no. officially a student. No. She got up like great balls of fire. And I raised my hand. <laughs> and she got up and she played probably Mississippi wow. Hot Dog. <laughs> Mississippi. Can you Google that what song? What were you me? thinking in that moment when that happened? Do you remember? Just that there was no shot in hell that I was getting up there. Mm-hmm. So were you remember. thrilled that someone you stole mean, like, the spotlight? That I, I don't know. Thank God. Now can we go home, please? So can we go to Friendly's for Dana, an ice cream, please? Laying on the couch right now. Let's unpack. <laughs> What do you think? Am I still this... traumatizing? Dana, steal my thunder. What? Say more, Dana. What do you think this story tells about you and I as adults? And does it still hold true? Some of us are not afraid of the spotlight. But you have a piano in your house, and it plays it itself. Jinx! <laughs> Drink. Jinx. Here to the Dana. ghost who plays the piano for Dana. That's right. Turn that bitch on. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's very interesting. I mentioned you being the drum major of our high school marching band. That was very much a spotlight position. So. Did you think of it that way? You. Um, that you had to stand on It's also like a leadership position. I, like, I think, too. yes, the leadership part of it. But I did not, like, perform a solo you didn't have to singing sing. or playing an instrument or you never had a piccolo solo no oh. that's unfortunate <laughs> do you want to go back and redo that <laughs> going to be a piper so, and i also think going along with what we're talking about when i reached out to you i think this was a text a couple of weeks ago and said oh man i had this idea for us to do sipping with my sisters and okay we're going to do it on saturday night when we're all there and you were like can I have a script? <laughs> I didn't mean a script. I think you said the word script. I just didn't know if there was a roadmap of what, like an outline, was going to go down, like certain like topics something to that cover. Because I know we could do. go off on many tangents. I just wanted to make sure we were covering the information that the given the people what they want. So in the true firstborn child spirit. We are following rules. You are following, following the rules. rules. Here's the line: Don't step over it, and she doesn't. Well, that's mom's story. Yeah. How to she, describe the She three doesn't of us. know. Well, she didn't know where the line was. This is a new line for us. Mm. This, yeah. you mean? Yes. The podcast? Yeah. It's a there little bit. There's no lines. It's a little squiggly. There's no lines. We can do whatever. Well, and I also had the idea of driving to work, listening to a podcast. And I was like, oh, we should, maybe at some point we should do one with the sisters and it'll be a different way of people getting to know Nikki. And all of a sudden, it was like we're doing it when we're home on Saturday well, in the closet. We have, we have the equipment the moment because I would prefer that we're doing this in the flesh, like we are, versus mm-hmm. on a Zoom or remote recording. I just think it's it's wrong with remote dynamic, and this may not happen again for another six months or a year, yeah. right? So we just had to seize the moment. That's right. So great idea. Seize the moment. Amanda has lots of good ideas. She does have lots of good ideas. Do you think you're the smartest or the most intellectual of the three of us? Like, what's my IQ? Yeah. I don't know my IQ. Do we know our IQs? Um, you didn't answer my question. Do you? Okay. 
What was the question? Let's, we're going to do it like this. I'm going to ask a question. Don't answer. On the count of three, one, two, three, say the answer at the like same time. Who the person? Yes. Okay. Who is the most intellectual of the three of us? One, two, three. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you say? You said me? Intellectual? Nobody said me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Different. But you have the most shoes and you made people. I did make people. Well, three and I say humans. her because she went to school for science and does sciencey stuff mm. and has to measure stuff. But science does not equal, equal sign, slash, science does not equal intellect. What, what do you We're define doing. as intellectual? What is in? What is intellect to you? It's a good. That's right. That's like because I, I live in my head. Intellectual. <laughs> you do live in your head. Dana's Dana has multiple browsers open all at once, not just times like times tabs. All the time. Browsers open. So that's like a. I don't know. That's how I was thinking. Okay. And I was thinking you went to school for science and had to take I organic didn't. chemistry like four times. Not of the same, but like... Because it, I didn't pass it the I first two. <laughs> didn't you have to take it like in college and then again at the CIA or something? No, like in summer school to try to pass it. And then I changed my major because I couldn't pass organic chemistry. I just feel like you keep taking yet, classes about chemistry. That's life. what I mean. That's I just mean you keep taking and learning. And I always say, I'm like, she, always, she just understands and loves like dirt and soil and... Numbers and chemistry. She just it is chemistry. Wine. I just like wine. <laughs> I just like it's wine. All part There's of not it. a lot of room to fuck it up. No. So that's why you must have some understanding of it. I do have some. So yeah. you're smarty pants. Okay, fine. I'll take it. Fine. Thank okay. you. As Sophia Bush would say, you're whip smarty. Speaking of wine. This is Schramsberg Brut Rosé Vintage 2020. Oh, yes. It is a, a lovely color. Um, tell us about the color of this wine, Amanda. What does it remind you of? Steel Magnolias. Tell me more. My favorite colors are blush and bashful. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It no. is. That is my true. favorite oh color. My I was like, where is she going with You're that? You're using a big movie quoter. Two shades of blush and bashful. Intellectual. There you go. That's not the right word. Someone will I get it. I love that. Nice reference. Mm -hmm. Dana, what does the color of this wine remind you of? Rosé on the beach. Mm. <laughs> All day. All day. It's sort of like rosé meets like it's gold like a and rosé. a little yeah. caramel. It's definitely a color that is present in an early sunrise. Mm. <laughs> on the... <laughs> Jersey Shore, Long Beach Island. It's that pale pink color right before the sun comes up. That's what it reminds me of. It's very specific. One of the reasons that we chose this wine to sip together, well, two reasons, because Dana, you said, I always want to drink champagne in my closet. Why is that? Why does she make it sound like that? I don't know. I guess, I think when we first moved in, the closet is kind of awesome. Y'all, there's a Peloton. <laughs> Is that a shredder? Do you have like a document shredder in your closet? Um, things happen in I the guess closet. So, that okay. There's a Peloton. I don't know in if I've closet. actually ever touched that. There's also windows. A, there's also an island. We're standing at a marble island where you could. There's no stools in here, but you could seat four people. This would be a great cheese board. Oh, this why didn't we do that? I don't know. Because you said drink champagne, and you didn't say and have cheese. Both. So we're we're checking that off the bucket list that you always wanted to drink champagne in your closet. However, 
we're going to be technical for a moment for our listeners. We know that this is not champagne because it's not from Champagne, champagne. which is a region in France. It is a beautiful sparkling wine from California. Mm. California. California, so we call it sparkling wine. It is made in the traditional champagne method of how they get the bottles in uh, the bubbles in there with the secondary fermentation in the bottle but which we learned at the tasting at Chomsford so tell together. what do you remember about that oh, you're gonna have to go on that one I don't this remember was probably 20... I remember sitting at a table and learning stuff we had well, a we wonderful host first wonderful host I don't remember his name older gentleman he had a ponytail oh no white hair I think oh okay Maybe it was white we, hair and a ponytail. He, we remember he was teaching us, and I don't know how much you knew at this point, because it was a long time ago, about the champagne method and how you, they ferment twice, and then they had all the bottles in that rack. Oh, yeah. And they had to turn, turn the bottle, and what is what, that like word a quarter mean? turn every day or something? Riddling. Like, as in that... It, is they're turning it and angling it to eventually move the sediment into the neck so they can disgorge it and get it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. So I just do remember him showing us how that was oh, done. Oh, did he? And he did yeah. riddle them really yes. quickly. Yes. That's he was back like, to me a, now. I remember being like, oh, yes. I'm going to try and do yeah. this. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there was like a little competition. Yeah. Like, how quickly can you uh-huh. turn all these bottles? Because I think they all oh, yes. were, oh, were they always, are they always turned by hand? Yes. Yeah. If it's this traditional so champagne that's, method. That's really cool. I love that you remember that because mm-hmm. it's been at least probably 10 years. It was in the first year or two that I moved there that you guys both were able to come out. We did a sister's trip, and we went to Schramsburg and did the Cape Tour and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just fitting that we revisit this wine together. Plus, we've had this since then. This is really one of oh, our yeah, go-tos. Yeah, I love it because you can find it I think it we drink here. it often. We do. We also I, don't drink bubbles often, or at least I don't. Not with, often enough. With you Speak guys. for yourself. I think oh. the only time... <laughs> Well, I my friends and I drink I say, this one pretty maybe not the rosé one, but we I have introduced some of my friends to Schramsberg because we can buy it here oh. and it's a nice price point. What is the price point? Yeah, it's a good price that point. Pretty good. Yeah, this one's a little more. Is. This is like forty, but still for a really nice sparkling wine, it's a great price yeah. point. So we'll you know. Yes, we do like lunches on Fridays, sometimes with champagne. Ladies who lunch. <laughs> wow. You don't do that, Amanda. You're not lunching no, with champagne down like in uh, in Brentwood, Santa Monica, on Fridays. No. Well, maybe on the dog. beach and maybe my dogs. Yeah. I so I asked Dana the same question yesterday, but I don't think I told you what the answer was about. Did we go to Napa as three sisters? Once or twice, because we could not remember. Mm-hmm. So you went to the notes, which are went photographs. Went to the videotape. I thought for sure you, you would remember just because of the... 13 or 15? It was both. 13 and, and 15. 15. So th- was 13 the first time we met Michael? No. Fif- 2015, because Michael and I met in 14. So when you <laughs> came in 2015, that's when you first met him. When you made queso. And he made queso. Yeah. And, and won your hearts. <laughs> Jinx! Who knew it was that simple? It's pretty simple. Warm, he won my heart with a homemade jalapeno popper. I was like, done. <laughs> Second day, and he yeah. jalapeno popper. I was like, done. I don't so remember I now if this was trip one or trip two. I, I feel like one. Trip one. It was trip one. Here's why I remember this. Because I had just started dating 
and I was setting up an eHarmony profile, oh and you guys took a picture we of were, me sitting on a bench at Tromsberg to use for we my were profile. Her profile. We were for <laughs> eHarmony. Editing it. Where's that picture and then now? Tinder, which is how I found uh, Mr. Jalapeno. <laughs> Excuse me. You're welcome, Michael. You're welcome. Yeah, so that 2013 is probably when we visited. So happy 10-year anniversary since visiting Schramsburg. Oh we didn't even realize that. <laughs> I think it was that first trip, too, where we really got to figure out, because of drinking with you, but in multiple places, how to articulate what styles of wine we liked, because I don't know if we really knew Oh, I didn't know. Like how, I, I didn't, I, I kind of knew what I liked and how to order it, but I didn't know. I do remember being, I was a big Pinot Noir drinker before we went and it was whatever, you know, a, what I thought was like a decent bottle. And I came home after that trip and I'm like, that's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ruined. We won't be drinking Ruined. that again. Once you go, you know too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but I, I think it, I do think it was that trip where we figured, we were figured out how yeah. That you like dirt. <laughs> old, old dirt. Old dirt. Old European Wait, are dirt. We, are we talking about wine or? <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, so what would you say? It's another. That's another. What would another you say then? Podcast that, number two. That'll be part two. Exactly. <laughs> yes. At that time, what would you say you were able to develop and say that was your style of preference for wine? And is it still true 10 years later? So we we collectively determined that I like older, like Italian or French. Old world. Old world, oh, sorry. <laughs> old world wines. So sometimes I'm like, old old man in a glass is kind of how well. I know it sounds terrible, but. Y'all, she's single, just putting it out old, there. Old man in a glass. <laughs> Old man in a glass. Can you get an age range <laughs> when you say old man? Old rich man. <laughs> and I are over here setting up her uh -huh. dating setting profile. Setting up her Tinder right now. That's right. That's right. 62 to 94. That's right. That's good one. And Dana is is not that. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your... I love a California fruit bomb. <laughs> fruit bomb. Fruit bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. More cab now, but still love Pinot Noir. Yeah, but definitely cab is the go-to, a California, mm -hmm. typically. But you drink a you and you entertain Anything a lot, and that you put in front of me, I will try it. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not like I'm gonna throw it across the room, well, Jersey Jersey Housewives style. Red. I don't I don't drink red. We're not friends with. And them. I do remember going. We're not friends with them. I do remember when we went on that first trip, not being someone who drank white wine. But now you enjoy like what would you say is like okay all of them <laughs> all of them <laughs> tomorrow night we are recording this in december 23rd so tomorrow night being christmas eve i drink a lot <laughs> we always drink a lot but gotta hydrate like a champ <laughs> yeah we're supposed to be hydrating today ladies not doing this we're going to be having a liquid iv when we get on mm -hmm. shout out to liquid iv <laughs> if you want to sponsor the podcast we love you <laughs> do love liquid iv uh-huh brings you back to life but our Italian side of the family, dad's side, tradition, Feast of the Seven Fishes, we will be doing tomorrow night with all the fishes. Well, we do our own version. Yeah, we've got to modernize doing, it a little bit. We're not doing traditional Italian. No. No baklava, no. No squid. Mm -mm. We're like oysters, 
caviar. caviar. Occasionally some shrimp coconut shrimp. Scampi. <laughs> shrimp scampi. Trout dip. Big oh, that's a new one this year. Baked clams. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, but we still, and then remember last year we had six fishes, so then we put a bowl of goldfish on oh, right. the table so that we wouldn't oh, go to actually, hell. Actually, Aiden was asking if we could just get some mussels. And throw them in. I just say if we could just get some Your goldfish. Your son Aiden has enough muscles for all of us. <laughs> West Point. Shout out to West Point. Six foot, three and a half, 260 pounds. Necklace beast. First year playing <laughs> football at West Point. Yeah. That's my nephew, Aiden. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Feast of the Seven Fishes is tomorrow. Yeah. And we have lots of fish, and typically fish and white wine are, mm-hmm. you know, a little more of an obvious pairing. We know that it's not a rule. But, like, what's a white wine that you are excited, now that you have appreciated them more now, to enjoy, whether it's tomorrow night or just in general? What's a white that you love? Like, just a style? Style or brand, whatever. Like, if you were going to go down to your wine fridge right now, which which we were probably going to do after this. Because your wine fridge is busting open (laughs) and we need to make some space for you. Nikki feels like she needs to help you out. Well, typically I love to start with bubbles. Like all right, well I check. Feel like any event, it's like you gotta start there, just because as we started this today, popping the cork is, I feel like, joy. Mm-hmm. So we the come in from joy, celebrating the Lord and pop a bottle of bubbly <laughs> for the Lord. Happy birthday, Lord! <laughs> yes, folks, we were raised Catholic. <laughs> Questionable, <laughs> but no, I find I love to start a celebration with bubbles so i plus i also that's how you introduced me to oysters mm-hmm. do you and remember was, when that was it was you right did, after really? you it was like your first i feel like maybe the first christmas you came home after working at pride and you were like we're gonna have oysters and i oh, was like i don't that might have been i know if i'm gonna <laughs> really? have oysters we, it was not until i was in california that we really were eating them that I is oh no we, i, I never so. had which oysters. is weird to me because we grew up eating clams mussels and everything else scallops yeah. and yeah. mussels well, and no more scallops <laughs> so sorry for another day but we had fishermen in the family yeah. on both sides so we've always eaten mm-hmm. seafood yeah. mm-hmm. i guess oyster because i don't really think well dad doesn't eat anything that's not Cooked. But he'll shuck them and he'll cook them. Yes, he will. He just don't eat them. He will not eat them. But so you were like, let's have oysters. And I said, I don't, I'm not sure if I like oysters, but I will try. And you, so you handed me an oyster. Was it a, here at the house the it first was in time? in our other house. Okay, yeah, but it wasn't so, like at a restaurant. No, we no, brought no. them in. We brought them we, in. I think dad was opening them with a screwdriver. <laughs> we didn't have the proper. And rubber kitchen and, gloves. And purple Knife. kitchen gloves. Yeah. And we were like, please, no ER trips. Well, we say that every year now. Please, yeah. no ER trips. We've gotten better at our shucking yeah. now. And we have yeah. the right tools for it. And the right individual, okay. which is now Mr. Best. And it was probably a Blue Point from Long Island, which are the local ones that you can get in the winter mm-hmm. here. Do we make a little mignonette, a yes. little vinegar shallot? had one and I chased it with some champagne. I do not recall what champagne we had. And I said, oh, I do like oysters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And now we love them. I and do. We do them and now a couple times a year, right? We, Summer actually, I've introduced some friends. They already enjoyed oysters, but we've introduced them to the hogwash mm-hmm. that we love. 
And Shout out to Hog Island Oyster Company. <laughs> we love your hogwash recipe with uh-huh. cilantro and jalapeno and lime, lime juice and vinegar. Rice in vinegar. Rice vinegar. And I know this because I just made it last weekend for friends because we started our evening with champagne and bubbles. Even more than when we do like the fun hogwash and the vinegar mignonette sauces in them. When you start barbecuing them with butter or like barbecue sauce, really... The, the oyster just becomes the vehicle. The vehicle. The shell the is vessel. just like carrying yeah. Or the butter or the yeah. sauce or whatever. Kind of like just that. like That's the chip fun. is the vehicle for the queso. Yeah. Yes. We definitely, I would say this is true of all three of us. We definitely, en- not only do we enjoy eating and drinking and, you know, pairing these things, but I think we really like introducing other people to them, right? Oh. And like opening their minds. Yes. What you say? Which is hilarious because I think as a kid I didn't eat anything. Really? So shout out to anyone who's worried about their children who don't eat anything. There's like well, and Nikki nothing. hid broccoli under her chair. Was that it broccoli? Just Peace? the bottoms. I like the top. She put them Still? on the chair Not cushion. The stocky bottoms. <laughs> Still? Really? I like the tops though. Okay. All right. Well, I do there remember you, you putting them in a napkin in the bathroom garbage and getting yelled at. <gasps> Cool. I never got yelled at you guys. I don't even know what this is about. So this um that's actually a great segue to one of the questions. She has notes. I that's by the way, I have no notes. Just if anyone's wondering. No notes. Dana has no notes. She literally came in a closet with a notebook because she is intellectual. <laughs> Continue. So one of the things that I well, I picked up on it last night, actually, but you do it often. Actually, I think you do it at work every day. But so what do you love most about the moments or the instances where you're able to, I guess it's a teachable moment or it's it's a way to inter- either introduce or reintroduce someone to a wine that they've maybe had before or maybe they've never had it before kind of like your cousin last night where he's not really a wine drinker or if he is you know he He said he is when he is around me okay so what what do you enjoy most about that moment where you get to have him taste it and talk about it a little bit and then have him try some food with it and have that moment where you're asking him what's the question that you ask at that moment. Does the wine change the food? Does the food change the wine? And if so, is it better? Yeah, his face was hysterical. His like eyebrows were up to his forehead and he was like, tastes totally different. Yeah, so (laughs) he was drinking Coors Light for the evening and then (laughs) we busted out the Pride 2020 Reserve Claret, which is Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon blended. And I, he loves when, when, when I'm around him, our cousin Andrew likes to say like, oh, let me taste this wine. And I taught him about swirling and smelling years ago. He's like, watch, look at me. And he, he swirls it. He's he did proud. a nice He swirl. actually stops and smell it, you know, took a sip and like move it around just, a little bit. Did you just bit. do a smell, <laughs> Dana? Yeah. And <laughs> then like yeah. what I love about it is it makes people stop, right? So how many times when we're eating or drinking or both, are you just like eating and drinking yeah. and not? And you're washing down your food with you're your wine and you're not even paying attention, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so what I love about those moments when, especially when I'm doing it at work, but even when I'm doing it with family is like, especially it's like stop and think about, first of all, everything that went into what's in your glass, right? Like the people, 
the land, the hands, the time, <laughs> the hands, the money, the detail, the chemistry. So it's almost like a moment of silence to be like, let's kind of pay homage mm-hmm. and respect to what this is. Now, whether you like it or not, that's a different subject. So many times when I'm hosting tastings and people are self-proclaimed wine lovers, right? There's not a, a barrier there. But I watch them tasting as we're walking around. I pour the next one and it's literally like down the hatch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did you even taste it? Like it might as well be Coors Light or water or Coke. It's literally the wine goes from the glass to the throat in half a second. Mm-hmm. And when you tell people, stop for a minute. Notice Hold it. Hold it in your mouth. Think yeah. about it. Smell it. I mean, and this could be true of food or... Um, Even Coors Light. Yeah. A, a proper beer. <laughs> well. Maybe a proper not. beer. But well. When you stop and notice things and actually like stop your conversation for a moment, which is hard for me to do, and go awesome inside, <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. And I love when those light bulbs go on, mm-hmm. whether they're related to me or not, because A, I see... If it's not joy, often it is, but at least intrigue or appreciation coming, uh-huh. aha, moment mm-hmm. to people. If it's joy, even better. If they're like, oh my God, wow, like I love that, right? Because we know I'm a joy junkie, so if I can push my joy in other people. Mm-hmm. Push. You know? I forgot I was supposed push to wear my, my shirt that said joy. I was oh. going to wear it. All right, well, can we start over? To start over? Two over. <laughs> Take off your shirt, Dana. Um, I don't know if that, because you kind of had two questions in one. Does that answer the question, though? I just know those moments that I've had for myself in tasting and experiencing new things. So if I can help someone have that moment, mm-hmm. um, that is very fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah, it's and it's fun to watch because especially if it's someone who's not necessarily a person that would call themselves a wine drinker, which I think he would probably not. It's It is fun to watch that moment of sort of like watch a light bulb go on of not only understanding but also appreciation yeah and just how it is yeah i mean because my world is so wrapped around wine in thinking about studying talking about making teaching about reading but you know it's like a little over the top so if i could just have someone who doesn't have any of that in their life Mm -hmm. have 30 seconds of that i'm like that's cool yeah cool i like it I like it. I like it. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I was just thinking, like, I like to do that to people with food. Well, that's why. And you're in a you're an expert entertainer. Like, you're going to have a house full of people tomorrow night. You're going to have a house full of people on Monday. But it's not just the holidays where you have that. I've been here in a summer on a Friday, and you're like, I, I'm, what do, I'm like, what are we doing tonight? You're like, I don't know. And then, like, two hours later, you're like, 14 people are coming over. <laughs> and she just throws together... This 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 beautiful spread. So that was actually one of the listener questions was, what is a, a tip for if, if someone's not super great at or comfortable with or experienced with entertaining, what would be like a hack or a tip that you could give someone, especially when it comes to pulling something together last minute? Hmm. Well, my sister-in-law, Pam. Shout out. Pammy! <laughs> <laughs> Always, I just kind of watched her and she because they always entertained and that's like where I learned and it was always to just have things on hand to be ready at a moment's notice to entertain for an entertaining emergency 
Mm-hmm. I just remember always having like, you know, when you're out, just grab, grab that dip, grab that cheese. Grab, so you just always kind of had it ready to go. Well, that was the, that's, so that's the preparation part. You knew to at least have stuff in the house, which is smart. Yeah, Plus which have- I probably always have too much stuff all well, the time. But you also shop for and feed a family of five on a regular basis. Yes. And six sometimes yes. now with lots a of, significant other. Right. Lots of boys, too, that eat stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you also came from a background where you're probably comfortable entertaining because we grew up yeah, in a household where... It does, it does where... not phase me to throw together 14 people quickly. But, that, I mean, I've been doing it for so long that it's kind of second nature at this point. Yeah. You said, like, dip and cheese or whatever, but what would you tell people would be, like, five staples no, to have in your pantry or your fridge... Mm. at any time where you could literally produce something lovely and quickly. French onion dip. <laughs> you like in a like in a jar or no? No, you mean like no. A, like she a, means like the Lipton onion. She she Lipton. Lipton. She Shout out to Lipton. I probably don't have no, that I used to. here. Your mom's house. I feel like you well, no, I don't want to answer for you. I don't want to steal your piano okay. number. Okay. So I'm gonna let you I answer. Because I'm like drawing a blank. I guess I always have I do love Trader Joe's for this stuff. Like different kinds of nuts or a different say, cheese you nuts. or mm-hmm. you know that's definitely always something that I always have on hand um and you can probably think of how many different kinds of see, pasta so, so and that's something that feeds a lot of people so if you're it's like yeah you'll be like oh we could just make penne vodka because you have the penne you have the tomato sauce you have the vodka you have the dairy yeah. and well you... and I'm, I'm not afraid to just try and make something Whereas like, oh, I saw this recipe on Instagram or whatever, and I'll just mm-hmm. make it. I just did that this week. We had a lot, it was like a ladies lunch for Christmas. And I was like, I'm going to just make a Mediterranean quinoa salad. So would you say to someone who's not that comfortable with it, just try it? <laughs> yes, just try it. Because I, especially with like cooking, it's, it's hard to mess it up. If you know, like, what flavors... As opposed to, like, baking. Baking, which is like, okay, you didn't measure correctly, which is why I don't think, because there is, like, exact measurements. But you're an exact kind of person. Not with cooking. Mm. Interesting. You think I'm an exact kind of person? Yeah. Mm. Well, like, rule follower, that's what you said earlier. But you are willing to experiment and um, adjust a recipe or modify well, it. That's why a lot of times people are like, what can I have the recipe? And I'm like, well, I saw, I looked at it more for the process the inspiration. of how to do it, mm-hmm. you know, which step should go where. But I generally don't ever follow a recipe exactly, unless it's baking, because you could right. Because there's more the science, science, the chemistry, the chemistry yeah. in baking. Okay. I think I veered her off the question. You totally did. What was the question? What would be top <clears throat> top five items to have on hand for emergency entertaining? Cream cheese. Yeah, you can make any dip with cream cheese. Mm. You could throw a Trader Joe's hot pepper jelly over that brick mm-hmm. of cream cheese, serve it with those Ritz crackers, mm-hmm. and it's like people yeah. are like, "What?" But pretty much any. Base of most dips is a cream cheese. So, yeah, that and surprisingly, the expiration date, because I just checked, just a suggestion, is like pretty far out. So, you can kind of have it 
in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's cheap. I mean, two, three bucks, mm-hmm. you can have a brick. I would. Someone might say you could freeze it. I don't know that for oh. facts, but you probably could. You said nuts, which I think yeah. is a good one. Like a Marcona almond, always. Trader Joe's has great ones that are already like seasoned. Oh, yeah. Or like the mm-hmm. everything bagel, you know, nuts. Crackers. Crackers. Oh, yeah, there's a nut mix. Mm-hmm. Did I just say nut mix? You did. Sorry, Deb. Number three. <laughs> Keeping us on track. I would I would think if it was kind of a last minute entertainment, it would be more of just like an appetizer mm. type of situation. So frozen shrimp is always an easy because mm. you uh, can literally just roast them in the oven, put them on the grill, boil them in a pot, and have. I feel like you do always have shrimp in your freezer, yeah. mm. and that's that's a nice. Do you feel like those like bags of frozen shrimp you can buy in the store are just as good quality if you're gonna make either cocktail and serve it on its own or like a scampi as if you went and bought like a pound at the seafood counter? I learned Randa, a long a time face. ago. Yeah. Well, a long time ago, they s- it depends on what you're doing yeah. with if it. Different for shrimp but, cocktail versus like right. scampi and like, butter. But, and, yeah. Okay. But yeah. I've used probably any bag. You can put Old Bay, like the back old of the Bay Old Bay can follow the recipe. Yeah. How for to like boil a shrimp, shrimp oil? Yeah. yeah. And it's just... Peel and eat. Not even. Oh my God, can we yeah. have that right now? I want that. Um, yes, because I do have shrimp in the freezer. <laughs> Let's and go. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Let's she go. practices what she preaches. <laughs> what are we on? Number four? Number four. Oh. Visualize. I feel like like my guests could probably answer this better for me. Well, you said it before, but I don't know if you put it in this five. But definitely, you always have nine or more types of cheese. Yes. In your fridge yes. at any time. I can throw time. a cheese Fact. board down at any She will moment. throw down a cheese board. Probably mm-hmm. some salami. And probably to go with the cheese, like some sort of jam, jelly, pepper jelly. Honey. Honey. Yeah. Always honey. Hot honey. Any Anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, folks. Yeah. Your top And then five. you can always call four. and order pizza. I think it was five. <laughs> Cream cheese, nuts, shrimp, cheese. Jellies. Jellies and jams. <laughs> Jellies and jams. Jellies and jams. Thank you, Dana. Honey. Thank you for weighing in. That was great. All right. Here's a listener question. I've got all these little folded up pieces of paper here. Some of them are from people that have written in. Some of them are from our cousins that were oh. at our house last night, and I told them we were doing this today, Jeez. and they wrote them. Okay, so here is a cousin question. This is a shout-out to Debbie. Who's your favorite rock band or artist? Go. I already know Dana's. Wait, on the count of three, Amanda, you and I are going to say what we think Dana would say. Ooh, or we're going to say artist. Okay. One, two, three. Zach, Zach Brown. Brown yeah. I would say ZBB. Yeah. But I feel like Bon Jovi well, is a close second. It's close, You're but Zach Brown. definitely Zach Brown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eric Church also. Your church? Mm-hmm. Eric Church. Eric Church, not our church. Our, I know. She I'm like, love your the church. Church. Love her. Church has great music. Shout out to Pastor Jason and the band. <laughs> they do have great music. Eric Church. Eric Church. When did you become such a country girl? Mm, probably after we saw Zach Brown the first time. Mm. Which, probably 10 years? Yeah. We've seen him many, many times. Yeah. Joy. Joy. Uh, Amanda. 
Right. Artist or musician? I don't even know if I could guess for her. She's no. y- y'all should see she's, she's squinching even... her forehead and yeah, shaking I think her head. I go all over the place. Nikki, who is one of your dream guests on this podcast? David J. Matthews. Oh, David. <laughs> who also oh, David. is into wine. And Dave, when you are on the podcast one day, and it might be episode 642, mm. however long it takes, we're going to talk about wine. Because mm-hmm. on my bucket list is not just to meet him, but it's to drink wine with him. All right. Well, cheers to that because okay. we're going to manifest the pants off that. David. Okay. David. Mm-hmm. David. Mm-hmm. We got like two little pours left each. So yeah. this is this question is for Amanda. This is from Cousin Sandy. Describe life growing up as a Jersey girl. I don't feel like we were Jersey girls. <laughs> Why is this a question for me? I I just directed it to you. What are some things that you recall from childhood that when you, uh, I'm just rephrasing your question, Sandy, Mm -hmm. that when you're talking to people who are not from this area, central Mm -hmm. New Jersey, the Jersey Shore area, um, what are some things that you feel like are kind of specific to how you grew up because of where you grew up? which is very different than where you currently live. Well, it isn't, it isn't, but it's not why I think I have have moved to where I've moved. But well, when I think of childhood, our childhood in New Jersey, I definitely think of the beach and the Jersey Shore, primarily Long Beach Island, just because I think we started going there so young and we would be there for a couple weeks at a time. So that was like- single year. Sometimes yeah. we, I feel like we, we rented a house for like a month. Yeah, right? I think it yeah. was when we were young. We had no and phone then... and no TV. <laughs> no TV. I would I may have had a phone only in the kitchen. There's a rotary phone like, on the wall. Yeah. I remember the tan no rotary phone mounted on the kitchen wall mm-hmm. of our vacation house. And no air conditioning. No AC. Oh, well, but that was, we, which is that why we was called the it, same. Wait, pause, pause, pause. On the count of three, we're going to say the nickname of the house where we stayed because there was no air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Ready? One, two, three. The Sticky, Sticky House. house. That was not until much when I don't we think were kids. We... I don't remember it being hot and sticky. Well, um, that's because well, climate change is real, Dana. So. There were always <laughs> beach towels on the orange couches because you would oh. stick to them. So mom made them less sticky by putting beach towels on. Got it. Mm. A lot of fun. What did your childhood taste like? Your hidden, your hidden broccoli, definitely. Um, what? Oh gosh, that's a very good question. I mean, a cheese sandwich. I know, on but the I beach. don't. <laughs> but I don't think I ate that as a kid. I think I wanted something. I th- think I had to get a little older before mm-hmm. I really wanted that. Or else I just wanted plain cheese, no onions. And then oh, I yeah, grew I into that. Cheese only. Yeah. Yeah. Cape Cod potato chips. But that's salt. not a Jersey oh, thing. Pringles. That's, yeah. I would oh, just say salt, like ocean, yeah. because we spent a lot of time in the water. And also, and this is not a bad reference, but chlorine, because mm-hmm. we spent almost as much time in pools and swimming yep. and lifeguarding and mm-hmm. swim team. Yep. And like when I go in a pool now and you just get that like little residual, it's like nostalgic. Oh, what did we eat yesterday? Chlorine and we said it tastes like childhood. Water. Meat salad, the salad um, from DeMarco's. The Anupas salad, which we refer to as meat salad. Mm-hmm. Meat salad. Terrible mm-hmm. name, but yes. Um, and I would say macaroni. Macaroni mm-hmm. with red, red sauce. sauce mm-hmm. For sure. And childhood. a big plop of ricotta on the top. And a, and a long 
Italian bread loaf that would get shorter and shorter throughout the day because you would go in and dunk. And by the time mm-hmm. we got to dinner, it was like there was no bread left. And Except for the end, which you call the coolie. The coolie. <laughs> it's like we rehearse this, ladies. Mm-hmm. Dana, do you have anything to add of ours? What did your childhood taste like? All of that and maybe some ice cream. I was just going to say, <laughs> and some mint chocolate chip ice cream. Who was the most dramatic at the dinner table? How many salt pepper shakers do you have? <laughs> I mean, just pepper. Pepper grinder, How sorry. How many pepper grinder awards, awards <laughs> did Nikki Lamberti get? How many pepper grinder table? award Called... speeches? Wait, what, was, what did dad call her? Sarah For... Hartburn Award. <laughs> was she a real? Was she a real actress? And he would was that no. a made up name yes. like Freddie Prince? Yes, Bell. and Gonzo. And it was like a. Did you accept them lovingly, or were you no. depended on the moment? No. If I, I wanted really to be remember. recognized for the dramatics, I would gladly mm-hmm. accept it. But if you guys were teasing me about Broccoli? Stephen Zaychuk, <laughs> oh, Stephen, <laughs> your boy, he's your boyfriend. Out of the back of you my did brain. cry. You did cry a lot. You guys would yeah. tease me, and I didn't want the drama award. Oh, mm-hmm. I do remember the pepper grinder, though. Yes, no. I don't remember necessarily the awards because I think it was young, Sarah but Harper. I remember. Yes. Well, one so. day when this podcast receives podcast of the year. Like our inspiration, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, mm-hmm. who just won it for this year. Sure did. Um, I will know how to accept properly and ho- caress the award. You've already. Because I did it at the mm-hmm. dinner table. Actually, mm. I don't think you ever accepted it. <laughs> she walked away without it. Okay, this No is, speech. This is going to be one of the ones where we say the name on the count of three all at the same time. We're all going to answer it together. Okay. Who is the most high maintenance? One, two, three. I don't know. Dana. What? Why am I the only one that answered? Uh, I don't know. Because I wasn't going to say me, I'm but it was. I'm sitting here looking at two, four, six, eight, twelve. I'm sorry. I saw your. 47 pairs of shoes in your closet. Okay, ask How many me which ones I wore in the past six months. Well, give me the rest. I'll have them. We're the same size. Okay. Are you? Yes. Oh. Who wrote that question? I'm not saying. Nicole. Who I'm wrote that question? Amanda, I'm not saying. Did you write one and put it in there? Um, maybe. She's a terrible liar. I don't feel like I'm high maintenance because I don't expect anyone else to do it for me. Oh. That's what I feel like a high maintenance situation is. Like, I'll, I might like things how I like them, but I'll do it myself. Do it myself. I like that. So you're self-sufficient. Yeah. I don't feel like, I mean, I like what I like and I like, but I'm oh, not well, expecting others there was like a Facebook meme survey, one of those things that people take and then share floating around a couple months ago. And it was like a list. And it was like, you get a point for everything on this list. What's your score? Okay. And it was like, you get your hair colored. You get your nails done. Oh, we're talking about you that? You get Botox. <laughs> you get a massage. You whatever. Some of that just feels like it's mandatory. That's <laughs> called being a woman in our Facts. 40s. That just feels like we have to or we'll get in. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of where that question is. Oh, oh, so that's what you're... Oh, I could, oh. yeah, could go anywhere. Okay, well, because I'm the oldest, yes, I have to do all the things. <laughs> all the things. going to have a big birthday in a month and a half. <laughs> and she's going to be, say it with me, 50! Oh, the and high kicks, ladies. just oh. kicked at the same time. Shout out, Molly Shannon. We love you. I Molly. can kick and stretch. 
50 years old. Oh my God, guys, that was good. I I wish there was a video crew just to see your kicks. Those were good. (laughs) You both were kind of in line with each other. What would 50-year-old Dana, this February, tell 10-year-old Dana for advice? Or is it what would 10-year-old Dana tell 50-year-old No, 50 to 10. Okay. What does 50-year-old Dana... Looking back. Go back in the time machine and tell 10-year-old Dana. Just play the damn piano. <laughs> get up you and rock that shit. <laughs> Push your sister over. No. You weren't. Oh, that I'm wasn't totally time. That. Play no. a duet with your sister oh, so that you can see shine. Okay. This is another fun question. What is the earliest memory you have drinking wine together? That's funny because I was thinking about this earlier. I'm thinking, like, when did we first all have a glass of wine together? Well, and between youngest, you, Amanda, oldest, you, Dana, there is seven, six, 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 seven, yeah. six and a half, six years. Oh, you're both February. Yeah. Six years of age. So you were lagging behind us a little bit in legal drinking. But <laughs> that worked out. Legal. legal. But what is the earliest memory you have drinking wine together? I don't feel like it was that, you know, it was probably more like adulthood after I had kids time because mm-hmm. I don't wasn't a big wine drinker no I think I started drinking wine even before in some ways you did and then you really fell in love with that place in Orlando where you could try different oh, wines. Yeah. wine room on Winter Park in yeah. Orlando where you could put the card in and taste an ounce or two ounces and just yeah that was really cool that definitely fueled the, the love well this is a different question but that made me think of my so I think I learned and appreciate learned to appreciate and learned how to drink wine from my friend Jess, who was from Argentina and worked in a restaurant when I lived in New York. And I was young. She would say, Amon, come to the restaurant and sit at the bar. I'm working. I'll feed you. And she would, of course, give me wine. And it was always Malbec. And that became like how I learned to really love red wine and specifically Malbec. So I, and I was, I was definitely 19 or 20. One, just kidding. No, I was Dana. young when I worked for her. She broke the law. I know. Dana. Well, she was, Jess was my boss, technically. So, and I do think that's how I learned. Do you know how what you kind of learned? Or drinking wine together. People ask me all the time, like, oh, did you grow up with like wine on the table? We really didn't. No. Mm-mm. You mean wine on the table? You know, like, like, a, like in an Italian, a traditional Italian household. Did your parents give you wine with water? No. We really didn't. No. I really got into wine when I was working at Disney um, in late 90s, early 2000s. And I thought I wanted, I had this drive, like, I want to be a bartender. So I I don't know if you guys remember this. I went through, like, this bartender certification training that was at Pleasure Island. Uh-huh. Because I thought that's what I wanted to do. Like and they wanted, wanted you to flip bottles and Well, make. but one of the classes was like a one-day like wine appreciation class. And I was probably 21 or 22. And I remember the woman named, the woman who taught her, her name was Kathy. I can picture her. And I remember sitting there learning about So that's called like a defining moment. Part of a bartending training. And I was like, oh, my God, this is really cool. I like this. And is that, this do you think that that's then what kind of led you to go to that um the wine room yeah. where you could try different things and learn about different things Definitely. and yeah it's funny how everything leads to mm. everything else mm-hmm. 
Um, before we wrap this up and go and order some pizza for dinner, is there anything else that you guys would like to share or ask or so you have a question? When Nikki owns her vineyard and winery property, and we all work there. Ooh, because your kids job? have gone off okay. and done their things. That's right. We have talked about that we're all going to have a job. What are our jobs? Yours is, well, no, I'm not going to answer. What jobs do we each have? Well, I'm owner winemaker. She's the boss. You haven't hired a winemaker at that point? You, you are still the winemaker? I am. Okay. Yeah. Dana, what's your job? Well, my job is in my head because it's been told that that was going to be my job for quite a while is I'm going to be in charge of the food and oh. the food pairings, which I laughed initially because I was like, I don't know how to do that, <laughs> but, but now, I will. But now I'll figure it out. So are you cooking them or are you thinking them up and dad's cooking them? He's in the prep kitchen for sure. He's in the prep kitchen. Mm -hmm. Our father. Art in Matawan. Art in Matawan. <laughs> and who will then be in Nepa. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or What's maybe, your... that maybe one of your nephews are in the prep kitchen. What's your role, Amanda? Animal keeper. Animal keeper. And what animals will we have? We're definitely have quite a few wine dogs. Definitely. They will greet the people. A hundred percent. They will greet the people. You're not the organizer of all things? Oh, hell no. She's that too. She totally is that. Because mm -hmm. not me. Organizer of all things and specializer in animal rescue and care. We have goats. In the goats <laughs> will definitely, definitely goats. wear pajamas, just the baby goats. And you will coordinate the goat yoga that we'll be offering. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, what's mom's job? She's oh. definitely director of logistics. Logistics? Yes. Like what time? What's happening? What yes, time? Mm -hmm. planning and logistics. Well, that's good because I will never be in charge of that. Guys, we're, we've got an hour because I don't want to do that. I've been doing that for work. I don't want to do that. I just want to be like, okay, mom, I have to what? Stop well, I can feeding. Go feed the goats. I have sure to that stop feeding the dogs. Off, Shut up. Yes, Ken. If the dogs are on, I can. <laughs> I have a last question. Okay. Wait. Did we leave anyone out? What is Soph going to do? Sommelier. Oh, she is really good at opening wine. Arnie's She's done it yeah. once or twice. She's now almost she, 16. No. 17. Oh, that's right. Her birthday's coming up. She does know how to properly open mm -hmm. a bottle of wine with a proper corkscrew. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and Michael, what's his job? Food Hot truck. sauce man. Food truck. <laughs> that's my nickname for him, Amanda. <laughs> Um, what's Keith's job? Finance. <laughs> Finance. Job. Finance. Charge more. Raise right. the price. Right. <laughs> it's good. We're um, going to be busy. We often stand around islands like this and get to talk and have wonderful conversations, but never just the three of us. Mm -mm. No. Definitely never in your closet. boys or kids There's or like parents. two locked doors right now keeping them all out. We literally had to go <laughs> in the closet to make this happen. How fun. So fun. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's going to be future episodes. Yeah. Well, Hi. people, if you like this, leave a review and tell us if you want further um Follow-up episodes right. and, and in with my sisters. we may have only just entertained ourselves. <laughs> do we want to try our jingle one more time with no. the pipe? No. Why did? Why does she think no. we do? Is she hoping? Because the song with my sisters. <laughs> <laughs>
Why will they never sing with me? <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that. I know it was a really special treat for us, the three of us, just to be able to spend that time together and have great conversation and great bubbles. If you want to find the Schramsberg Brut Rosé that we were sipping, uh, you'll see the Sip Spotlight link in the comments with my affiliate wine.com and you can have it shipped right to your door. If you would like to support the podcast and buy me a glass of wine or buy Catherine, our producer, a bourbon, there's a link in the show notes to do that. And that will allow us to continue having fun and putting out great content for you to listen to. And if you enjoyed this, please like it and leave us a rating, um, leave us a review, even better. Um, all of those things help this get out into the world, and we're having so much fun doing it, and we hope to be able to continue. So thanks so much for listening, and sip well. Sip with Nikki is hosted by Nikki Lamberti. Production and sound mixing by Catherine Bryan. You can always send your listener questions to Nikki at sipwithnikki.com or find us on the Sip with Nikki Facebook page or visit us on Instagram at Nikki Lamberti. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to sip with you. This is Sip with Nikki, a production of Take 10 Studios.